Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined and the Final Four is set. Looking to wager on these games or the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get you started. That is B-L-E-A-V, guys. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet online, guys, where the game starts. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Monday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producers G. Hey Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Monday? I mean, it's raining outside, but that does not reflect my mood. I like I could not be more happy <laughs> than you got to pinch me right now. Yeah. You have to pinch me. I'm in the best mood ever. This Nothing the, can damper this day. The first time, right, that North Carolina and Duke are going to play, and that's, I mean, that's going to be one of the best games all season for any sport. That's going to be an incredible atmosphere. I can't wait to see it, Jihei. Yeah, it's no, I was talking to some friends, too, and they were like, oh, what time is the game? I'm like, please, we're going to be a primetime game. Stop, everybody. We're going to be on at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Yeah. So, come on. Super North Carolina. CBS is very, although, no, sorry, TBS. The games are on Final Four will be on. On TBS, but uh, but same network, right? Same network, but the game. Well, yeah, the, but the games will be on TBS. So if you're uh, wanting yes. to tune in, but man, of course, we're going to talk about Duke. We're going to talk about the Final Four, but we do have to talk about uh, the most hated <laughs> Lakers team of all time. So with that said, let's get to today's headlines. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Well, the Lakers, or that L.A. team, <laughs> called Sunday's game against the New Orleans Pelicans a must-win game. And it really was a must-win yeah, game for them, guys. They played like it in the first half, going up by 23 points, before losing 116-108. The Lakers are now the 10th seed behind New Orleans, which now has the tiebreaker over the Lakers and just one game ahead of the Spurs. How bad was Sunday's loss to the Lakers' postseason chances? This is really bad. Listen, I mean, I've tried to sugarcoat things for, for uh, people. I even joked with some of my friends. I was like, the season begins today. The season <laughs> begins today. Listen, I... I a loss would have been bad regardless. It's infinitely worse in my view to go up by 23 points and lose that game. And so now you lose the tiebreaker. Why is that significant? Because if the Lakers and the Pelicans finish with the same record, that game, the do or die 9-10 matchup is in New Orleans. You just don't want to go on the road. So like that's a bad problem there. The other issue is all of a sudden the Spurs want to play in the play-in tournament. I, mean, I really thought Portland and the Spurs had waved the white flag, and maybe they have, and the Lakers are so bad that the, that the, that the Spurs, by the fact that they're actually playing hard, may be the attend seed. So I am, for the first time, concerned that this team may not make it to the play-in tournament. And I am genuinely concerned that even if they get to that game and they play the Pelicans in New Orleans, 
They're not going to win that game. Is there any chance LeBron shuts it down with the ankle? I don't think so as long as they're in this position where, I mean, in their view, and I think you have to have this mindset, like if we just get into this play-in tournament, we're two wins away from the first round and then we're four wins, like he's going to compete. But I, I don't think that helps the Lakers. I don't think that that helps him. I mean, again, I've talked about it. This reminds me a little bit of Kobe uh, when he pushed the Lakers as hard as he could, tore his Achilles, and then it's like, for what? For a team that got swept out of the first round? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that that was like Kobe's like attempt of, you know, last hurrah kind of thing, wasn't it? As well, a, yeah, I mean, I think he felt that if that team could make the playoffs, like they would have gone on a run, but like they they were the, uh, you know, six seed or something seed, like yeah. seven that seed. They, they went up against Spurs and they got swept. I mean, they got swept because they didn't have Kobe, but um, no, I mean, I, I just don't think that this team has what it takes. Obviously, I'm not going out on a limb there, but you know, it, the problem for this team now, they said this was a must-win game. You go up by 23 points, Talk about a team that, that doesn't know how to hold on to a lead. I don't know how many games this year they have blown 20-plus point leads. They've done that twice against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, you, 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 this was a must-win game. You had to win this game. And again, a loss would have been bad. But to blow a 23-point lead to the Pelicans? Come on now. I don't know. This just sounds like a normal Lakers game to me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the final four is set, and it's Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas, and Villanova. The biggest storyline going uh, into this weekend will be, obviously, my Dukies <laughs> and Coach K getting a second crack at North Carolina after the Tar Heels. Tar Heels. I knew she was going <laughs> to spoiled, uh, spoiled Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium, and Duke possibly winning a national championship in Coach K's final game. Now that the final four is set, who's winning it all? I never thought I'd say this, and G. Hay Wiley probably never thought she would say this. I really think it's Duke, and I'm not going out on a limb because according to Circus Sports, they are favored right now behind Kansas. That is the projected matchup, so they got Kansas over Villanova. They have uh, Duke getting their revenge and beating North Carolina. Uh, that will be one of the highest viewed rated national championship games of all time. You got Duke, Kansas at the Superdome in New Orleans, Coach K's last game, and he has the ability at that point to finish out his career with the national championship and cut down the nets. And I mean, you can't write it any better than that. What I love about the story is if you're going to have a good drama, you need to have a little bit of an arc and whatever. The arc here is no one thought this team was going to do, uh, was going to have a run like this when they lost at Cameron in his last game. And Coach K said, that's not acceptable. And everyone's like, no, 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 like, this is your moment. Like, no, no, I'm going to stop you right there. The season's not over yet. And I think even GA, and I want to get her, <laughs> is thinking, okay, yeah, the season's not over yet. And then not only that, they go to the conference tournament and they lose that. So you're like, okay, this team's good, but they're not great. What they've done right now during this, during this tournament run is incredible. So my pick is duke and I, I just think cbs tbs they are all so thankful right now oh they're definitely so psyched right now um my pick is gonna be duke obviously because <laughs> i just i gotta root for my coach k i gotta yeah. root for my dukies i gotta root for um you know the brotherhood um also after that acc loss they said we start over wow so the second that they stepped foot um for the tournament, the beginning of the tournament, they said it's 0-0 right now. They started over. So they were of the mindset of like, you know what? Everything's in the in the rearview mirror. Let's move forward. Let's move on, which is a great mentality to have because you know what? It, the job's not done and it's not over and you just have to start anew from this point on because it is win or go home. 
And that's why the tournament's so great, right? Because all of a sudden you have Gonzaga out. You have all these people who are favoring, by the way, which, thank you, Jihei was always right. Um, you had... <laughs> Take a victory lap. Poor Gonzaga's never going to win anything in my lifetime. But, uh, but, here's, but here's the thing is that, like, I, but you're right, Arash. I definitely did not have as much faith as I probably should have in this Duke team. And right now, I'm loving it. I am loving this high I'm on. I'm loving all these North Carolina fans chirping. I'm like, go ahead and chirp away. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything until we win. Oh. And then after we win, we're, I'm, I'm going to talk all of the mess and all of this that. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm going to favor Duke. I'm going to root for Duke. That's going to be my team. That's, no. that's, that's always going to be my team. No. I'm with you guys. I, I think Duke, I mean, the, the thing that Jihei was telling me, and I agree, was the youth of the Duke team is always going to be a concern with the one-and-done type of prospects. But they look so poised. AJ Griffin was hitting huge shots. Paolo, I mean, Williams, they're doing such a great job. And, and I, I would really be surprised at this point if they don't win, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, no. I, 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 would, I, I would agree with you on that one. I would be a little on the shock side, too, if they didn't win, um, especially since they're so hyped up for this game, probably, too. All right, well, we normally wouldn't talk about the Academy Awards, but Will Smith made headlines not just for winning Best Actor for his portrayal of Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, in King Richard. But also, walking up on stage and slapping the out of Chris Rock after um, Rock made a joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Was Will Smith right, guys, on on wrong to do, or was he right or wrong to do what he did? Here's the thing. Uh, at least he had his moment to kind of kind of explain, and you know, he had, he won the Academy Award. I mean, if he had not. Um, then we would have had to wait till the press conference or whatnot. He was defending his wife. Okay, I, I get that. I am not of the mindset you should resort to violence because this is different. You, 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 you're going to have people on social and it's happening right now saying, you could do a lot of things, but you can't talk about a man's wife. Well, he didn't walk up to him at a restaurant. Chris Rock is a comic making a joke about celebrities. Will Smith's wife is a celebrity. So he made a joke, whether it was off-color, poor taste, however you want to des describe it, you take that and you go to Chris Rock backstage. You're going to cross paths with him at, at some point. And again, I'm not, here's where I cannot defend it. I will not defend violence. I will defend Will Smith perhaps confronting Chris Rock. But to walk up on stage and smack Chris Rock and yell uh, profanities at him, I... I, I on I live television. Support, I can't support that. On live television, yeah. too. And this overshadowed his moment, by the way. 100%. If you look at the front page of every newspaper, uh, it is the picture of him smacking Chris Rock. It's not the picture of him holding the Academy Award. So, I mean, it, it, listen, Chris Rock did not file a police report. He really wasn't. But, like, they've made that official. Will Smith has to deal with the repercussions of, A, one of the highlights of his life, of his career, was overshadowed by that. That's the front page. Everyone's talking about the hit, not of his performance. And I, I think there will be some blowback because I, I, it's hard to defend the reaction. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked. Honestly, initially, I thought it was staged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody did. So, okay, so we're all on the same page. And then immediately after, once he starts cussing, you're like, oh, wait. No, this no. is real. Yeah. 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 It was obviously you can't defend the man's actions. A lot of people 
on on Twitter were saying exactly that. What you said is that you know, oh, you can't talk about a man's wife or his kids, and I get that. Hundred percent. Time and place for everything. Now, a lot of people were saying he should have taken it backstage and done it there. <laughs> and it's like, uh, what do you guys think about that? Is that better? There's cameras backstage. Exactly. Too, so, like, I mean, he could have done it without like overshadowing his moment. Because if he does it backstage, it's still being talked about. It's not the front page of every newspaper of every TV show. Again, it's just the smack. No one's talking about the fact that Will Smith has won the Academy Award for Best Actor. Amazing moment in his life, you know? Yeah. So I, I just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just... So overshadowed. It's, it's kind of sad. Um, well, not sad. Albert Pujols, who was such a pleasant surprise yeah. for the Dodgers, is leaving to sign a one-year $2.5 million contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. Your thoughts on Albert leaving to finish his career in St. Louis? I love it. I love that he has this moment. I love that he helped the Dodgers in the way that he did. Again, it didn't finish any World Series run, but the, the success that the uh, team had with him, they loved Tio Alberto. So it was, um, you know, again... No shock that he's not going to be on the team. I mean, that team is so stacked that they are tr- trading away players right now that, that, that I would really like for them to keep. But, I mean, the most talented, the most stacked Dodgers team, and that's really saying something because they've had some really talented stacked teams. So Pujols gets to have the storybook into his career, at least in terms of going back and not signing a one-day contract, but a one-year contract, $2.5 million, can finish his career where he spent the majority of his Hall of Fame career with the Cardinals. So happy for him, happy that, that he had his moment here in Los Angeles but there was no doubt it was going to come to an end and if he had to finish his career somewhere I'm glad it's in St. Louis yeah I agree with that I'm like you know what you started there you should end there yeah no being with the Dodgers yeah that was great but that's not your real team no like let's get like and that was such a shock I mean we had no expectation that they were going to pick him up when he got caught if the Dodgers hadn't his career might, might have been done no one else was picking him up and then not only does he get picked up, it's not just he's like a clubhouse guy. Like, he's genuinely contributing to the team's success. Yeah, so I, kudos to, to St. Louis for picking him up, even if it's for that one year. Like, we all just know that that's, that's where he should end up. He should. He should end up there. As a Cubs fan, this, this is, you know, he, God, there are so many memories of him in St. Louis that just devastated me. But this is, as, as you guys said, this is exactly how it should go, especially for legends like that. It's always weird to see a legend not end up in their place that we recognize them the most at. So, it, yeah, I mean, it sucks because all the torture that he's given, you know, our fan base specifically over the course of his career, but... It's an absolute legend, and that's where we will always remember him, St. Louis. I do hope that the Dodgers bring on a guy kind of like him. And again, these guys normally that they pick up if they get cut or it's like a late season trade or something like that. Like a, a veteran presence where the young players kind of like, you know, say like, okay, we want to win for him or we want to give him one more title like on the way out. So they've they, the, the, the team has done a good job, of course, having the most talented team. But also at some point bringing on a guy who's on like the last leg of his career, last season, no one's expecting anything. But what what Pujols did again, like he's hugging all these players. And I I really think younger players on this team learned a ton from Pujols. If this team wins this year, they will talk about the impact, for example, that Pujols had on the young players. 
Well, speaking of the Dodgers, guys, they signed manager Dave Roberts to a contract extension through 2025. His contract was set to expire after this season, making him a lame duck coach. Do you think... Uh, do you like the Dodgers committing to uh, Roberts long term? I do, and I guess there's so many Dodgers fans that that don't like him that that are basically saying the only thing that can hold this team back is Dave Roberts. I think it's important to note that a lot of the moves, the contra- controversial moves that Dave Roberts makes, are, it, it, he's not doing them by himself. This is a group decision with Andrew Friedman and the front office. So when he you know, pitches Max Scherzer coming out of the bullpen. When he when he does certain things, it's done with the uh, with the knowledge that the front office was a part of it. So, I mean, by, by the way, that's why he was never on a hot seat. Well, whenever the Dodgers lose because of a move Dave Roberts made, you could best be sure that this was a move that was okayed by Friedman and the entire team. So. Um, it would have been hard for them not to commit to, to Dave Roberts. The other important thing to note is the only thing that, that they did here, in my view, is remove the lame duck status from Dave Roberts. They had to give him this contract extension because if they didn't, it would have been talked about and it was talked about a ton at the beginning of spring training. Now you remove that conversation. You, listen, I, I hope they win the World Series and he's not fired, but if they don't do what they're supposed to do, if they don't win it and he gets fired, they have to pay him for a couple of more years. The Dodgers are fine on that front. So, I mean, they, they had to make this move at the very least to remove that lame duck status, remove that controversy or that talk, just focus on the season. What do you think is the breakdown of fans that like Dave Roberts, That's Dodgers fans question. versus... You know, I think the fact that they won the World Series helped, but, I mean, prior to that World Series win, like, if they had lost in the bubble... I don't know if Dave could have survived yeah. it. I mean, they, they, there is a ton of blowback. And again, like you talk to Dodger fans right now, and the joke is, and maybe they're not joking, that the only thing that can hold this team back is Dave Roberts. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it's 50-50 or anything like that, but I think there's a there's a good number of Dodger fans in a higher number than you would think for a team that has had as much success as this team has had. Yeah, no, I... I hate this mic, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what? I, I, I think that... But without Roberts, like you wouldn't even have, you know, the the run that you had. So I, I think that they need to cut him a little slack, right? Because yeah. he he is the one that has to make those horrible decisions, and like he is the he is the one that has to make has to make those cuts and has to make you know certain moves or whatever. But he's also the guy that fires these guys up. No, right? Exactly. They they love him. The, yeah, the, the players love him, and I think that's why you know he is a great manager of talent and like ego and he's the perfect manager for this team so I, I i totally get where some people are you know not happy with him the dodgers made the right call here yeah well circus sports has just updated its nba championship odds and for the first time the lakers and clippers are both tied at 60 to 1 do you think either team will even make it to or out of the first round guys yeah we just touched on this with the lakers i i don't if so if the lakers are the 10 seed and the clippers are the 8 seed I think there's a real scenario where neither team advances to the actual playoffs. I, I think there's a real chance that the Lakers have showed that they can't beat the Pelicans, certainly if they, have to, if they have to travel to New Orleans. So they lose that game, their season is done. If the Clippers, for example, which I think that they will lose to the Wolves, then it's a do-or-die winner-go-home against 
game against the Pelicans, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Pelicans won that game. So um, I think that the Clippers will find a way into the first round of the playoffs, and I, I don't think that, that they're going to beat the uh, Suns. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate because we had some high expectations for both of these teams. I think both of these teams will be contenders next season. I, I am cautiously optimistic that Kawhi and Paul George will, will be back in 100%. I am also cautiously optimistic LeBron is back and, it, and Anthony Davis is back and they'll figure out a way to get some pieces for Russell Westbrook. I want to touch on the last point. Yeah. So we're saying that the Lakers will be contenders next season. Is where yeah, because leaning. here's the thing. They were not contenders this season because I, I think we really diminished the fact that Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, and he had a huge if, I get it. LeBron with Anthony Davis, they're, they're at least a playoff team. They're, they're not one of the worst teams in the league. The Russell Westbrook factor was a big problem. If they just had healed or a rolled player or a guy who was comfortable being the number three option, I think they're right back in. Again, I don't think they're going to win it all, but they're not struggling to get in the play-in tournament. I agree with with that. I, I need to see what it looks like with sure. Anthony Davis in the offseason. To answer the question, I agree. Neither team is going to make it out of the first round. And how it looks right now, San Antonio, yeah. they play the Rockets next, and then they play Portland back-to-back. And we yeah. just talked about Portland's tanking. The Lakers play Dallas on Tuesday, yeah. Utah on the road on Thursday. It's not looking good no. to even make the play-in tournament, let exactly. alone the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we're putting the card ahead of the horse as far as just them even making it to the first round, right? Yeah. I think that they're good. Like, make them making it to the plan, you know, let's go from there. And then yeah. after that, I'll answer the question. All right, let's uh, leave it there for now. When we come back, we will be joined by a Hall of Fame defensive back, Rod Woodson, one of the all-time greats. He'll be joining us uh, next right here on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and The Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hey guys, G here from the Arash Markazi Show. Tons of people, by the way, take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I know I can use that. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements don't have been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, guys, take ownership of your health. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground. We 
Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Okay, joining us now on the Circus Sports Guest Hotline Hall of Fame defensive back Rod Woodson. Rod, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. You know, it's a very exciting time in Las Vegas. Uh, you were uh, a part of the Pro Bowl, which was here in Las Vegas. And now the be- next big event coming up here is the uh, draft. And, uh, Rod, what they have planned for the draft is next level. I mean, we've never seen anything like it in terms of, you know, the Bellagio Fountains will be involved. The Strip will, will uh, be involved. Uh, you know, just touch on what the draft weekend will be like here. Well, I mean, we know that the already Vegas, everything that happens in Vegas is kind of big, right? It goes, everything that goes on in Vegas is big and everything that the NFL does is big. So, and you kind of touched on it, right? So they, the Caesars Forum and the, and the phones, they're going to have like a main stage of that where you kind of uh, come on for the draftees. And they're going to kind of go through this red gar- uh, carpet and they're going to do the gondola and all that stuff. So that's, some, that's going to be awesome. But for the fans, which this is really what it's about, right? So the if you're a fan out there and you want to come down and, and participate, everything is free. That's the first thing. So you can go to NFL.com backslash one pass or you can download the app if you do have a smart device. And you just register. You can kind of get... QR code, and then you'll be able to go to anything that you want to do. And they have this, they have an interactive first, uh, virtual football park, um, so you can run a 40 against somebody. You know, if it's first with Tyree Kill, you're not going to look too good, but <laughs> if it's first somebody else, if it's first somebody else, maybe you do. But, um, you know, everything that the NFL does is big. And it, what I would just tell everybody, especially locally, is that they're going to shut down some of the streets. Uh, don't get mad. <laughs> Get out of your car and join in. I think it's going to be great. It was it was fun for the Pro Bowl, but this is even bigger. Yeah, Rob, because what this is, is yeah. right downtown. I mean, this is such an amazing event to have in Las Vegas because, as you know, Rod, I mean, the draft has been now turned into one of the signature events. T- take us back when you were uh, drafted, and, and this is how I remember the draft, uh, you know, at the Marriott Marquis in New York. It was truly just, uh, you know, I mean, you know, like n- not an event. Where did you watch the draft when you got picked? Yeah, no, it was, it was not an event back then. <laughs> it was like... It, it was like a bleep on the radar. Um, I was at my home, my mom and dad's house in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on Jefferson Avenue, uh, with my attorney Eugene Parker, waiting, you know, looking at the the uh, TV monitor and watching the draft. In that aspect of where we're where we're going, you know, they didn't at that point didn't bring in a bunch of athletes to New York at that time. Um, you know, then I remember the phone ringing and. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they gave the phone to Chuck Noll, and Chuck Noll asked me if, if I didn't mind them drafting me, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah, do it already. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal then, but what the NFL and what this group, especially the commissioner and his new group in, they just, they've made everything bigger, better, uh, they, this is like a signature item because you get to, it's a, it's about the fans, but then it's also about the future draftees and their experiences of being their name first, first time called 
onto the stage as being um, whatever team they get drafted by. So I, I think yeah. it's going to be tremendous. No, yeah. And, and touch on Las Vegas. I mean, having gone through the, the Pro Bowl here, Allegiant Stadium is fantastic. I think that they've done an amazing job in terms of, you know, you, you could be at a hotel like on the Strip and then walk across the bridge. You're like at the game. The the Super Bowl this upcoming season will be in Glendale. But following that rod, Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I can't we still can't even wrap our minds what that's going to be like. Touch on Las Vegas as a pro football town. <laughs> that's going to be crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, that's that is going to be a this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And just think how, when people see how big and how many people come in just for the draft, they're going to, they're going to try to wrap their head around what the Super Bowl is going to be like in a couple of years, because it's going to be even more people and bigger. Um, but that's an excitement that the city has wanted and needed for so, you know, for so long since the pandemic hit. So it, it's going to be, um, you know, when you look at, they have concerts. This is a three-day event. They got concerts for three days, right? They have all these activities uh, throughout the three days for the local individuals and people who come into the city. Um, they, you get to take pictures with the Lombardi trophies from the Oakland Raiders, right? So, I mean, that is, or from the Raiders. I can't say Oakland Raiders, but from the Raiders. <laughs> but when they were in Oakland and when they were in That's LA, right. Right? Um, so when you, when you think about all the different things that can happen and the things that you could do, um, they have a, a theme park where you can interact and do different things versus other current NFL players. And, you know, everybody thinks they're good enough to, to play in the National Football League until they compete against somebody in the National Football League and then they realize, oh, that guy's a little bit better than they thought. <laughs> but so having those opportunities to see where you measure. Um, and then obviously the food is, is always outstanding here. So oh, yeah. all that stuff combined is just going to be so much fun to watch. Rod Woodson joining us on the Mighty Year 1090 and the fan in Las Vegas again. It's a three hour and a plus drive or a 40 my, 45 minute flight from Los Angeles or it's going to be local right here in Las Vegas. Free and open to the public. That's the key because a lot of these events cost a ton of money. Don't worry about it. It's free. Rod, last question for you. A lot of movement here in the in the National Football League. I mean, I don't think we've seen a, a, a mob season like this before in terms of a franchise quarterbacks changing teams, the number of big-name guys changing teams. Your thoughts on what's happening? It's, it's amazing that, you know, I don't know if, if, if coaches are reali- thinking that if you get rid of a guy, if you get rid of a franchise kind of like Hall of Fame quarterback, you just can't draft one. Yeah. They don't come around too often. There's only 358 guys in the Hall of Fame. They don't come around too often. So when you get one, you try to keep them as long as possible. And I know coaches, you know, believe believe in getting more draft picks. But if that draft pick, if all those draft picks doesn't measure up to what that one individual gave to you and meant for you as a team, then why make it? Um, that surprises me more than anything. But if you're, you know, if you're Devontae Adams, who is a longtime, you know, Raider fan, who gets now traded to his childhood team, that's a dream come true, right? He gets yeah. reunited with his old teammate and Derek Carr from Fresno. That's a dream come true to play in the National Football League with your old buddy, right? But for the Green Bay Packers to lose 
Devontae Adams and think you're going to replace him with one of the draft picks is, to me, it just is mind boggling because he is one of the best. Uh, and if his, if his career stays the course, he will be in a gold jacket. And not too many of those guys come around too often. Yeah, 100% right. Rod, you're the best. I just want to encourage fans out there. This event is free and open to the public. I know the ticket prices for the Super Bowl and a lot of these games cost a ton of money. If you want to be a part of the draft, again, free and open to the public. You cannot stress that enough. Rod, thank you so much, and I hope to talk to you soon. All right, I definitely appreciate it. Just remember, go to NFL One Pass, or you can download the app for all the fans out there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rod. All right, take care. Thank you. All right, that was Rod Woodson, Hall of Fame defensive back. And the reason I say Hall of Fame defensive back, I mean, the guy had a Hall of Fame career as a cornerback, and then when he was a safety. I mean, he, he played both positions as a Hall of Famer, won a Super Bowl with Baltimore, of course, played in a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. He played in a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh after he t- tore his Achilles. I mean, that was a, a just incredible um, Hall of Fame career. Uh, We've got to figure out if we can get out there for the uh, draft in Las Vegas. We, 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 we were there for the first weekend of March Madness. But again, it's a fun event because, A, I love the draft way back in the day when we were younger, G. Hey, when it was on Saturday morning, they did it from the New York Marriott Marquis, literally like the hotel lobby, and it was, you know, a cue card, and so-and-so got pick one. And now it's literally these players will be on a boat on a stage on the Bellagio Fountains. When you talk about an event, this is going to be crazy. Yeah, no, I, I can just, I'm smiling um, here in the studio because I can remember watching those cards just being passed over and like, yeah. that's, you know, it was not an event had, like, like it used to be. tables with yep. like helmets on them and you yeah. get a phone call on the helmet phone or something. Yeah. And it was so ri- ridiculous. I mean, by the way, that wasn't that long ago. You no. know, we, we, we joke about how this is like old school, but, um, you know, I think it's only within the last... Five, six, maybe t- ten years ten tops, years. where it's yeah. really become a signature event. They have it in Texas or Philadelphia, and it's now going r- around the country. And again, they're going to close down the strip. I know a lot of people are going to be upset about that, but they've done that for New Year's Eve. They're going to do that, I think, just for round one. Round one will be Thursday night. But again, all the activations that you would have at the Super Bowl, where you know you, you can take a picture with the trophy. You know, it's a it's a fun event. Where do the Chicago Bears pick? I, I actually, you know, I'm wearing a Bears jacket right now. I don't think we have a pick because of the Probably Fields, Justin Fields right. trade. I believe we gave up our first this year, which we is not a thing anymore. I'm just hoping the Steelers <laughs> don't pick a quarterback to compete with Mitch Trubisky because that would be a shame. <laughs> oh, you're this. still on that track. I, I, I have to be. But the thing is, apparently they, they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round and Mitch might not start. So that's depressing news. But, you know. Jihei had one of her great moments in show history. I, although we, we were not like on the air, but I recorded it. Um, she wanted one player, oh, Penn I State know. linebacker Micah Parsons, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well that's 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 cool. And then the Cowboys traded up. Yeah. And listen, what a talent scout Jihei is. I mean, not only defensive rookie of the year. I mean, he could have been defensive player of the year. So blessed to have him on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just it was joking. one pick away, right? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, right. They just we were literally one. We were only like it was a one play, uh, one player pick gap. It was ridiculous. Uh, and on top of it, though, the Giants had they traded away their initial pick. Yeah, uh, the whole thing. I don't want to talk about it. The whole thing was just really, really, really frustrating. And if um, and I given Arash like carte blanche to post it. I don't care. But like, yeah. but yeah, it was really, really disheartening because this is just 
the the plight of a Giants fan. I know that I say the plight of the Giants yeah. fan. We've like won two Super Bowls in the past, like you know, two decades or whatever you want to call it. But um, and obviously more than the Cowboys right now at this current moment in time. But you know, it, the mark of a great team is the consistency. Like what the Rams are doing right now, like consistently picking, you know, for the future, consistently yeah. picking for the following year, for the year after that, et cetera, on and on. And this is just not, that was just not the mark of a great team. Yeah. I'm glad like that whole organization's gone now, right? Like the, um, that front office is gone now. So that's fine. But so I'm really, really hoping that, that come this draft, even though I don't think we really have a lot. Okay. This is a big draft. This is why I think yeah. we have to find our way to get to, uh, to, to Vegas. Vegas. Um, the Giants have not only the fifth pick, they have the Chicago Bears number yeah. seven pick. Oh, that's pick, right. right. Yeah. So they have two picks on the top seven. I mean, they So can... we gave up the seventh pick in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good. Good job. Good job. Um, just to go through the uh, top five or ten or whatever. So the uh, Jaguars, not surprisingly, pick number one. Detroit Lions, by the way, from Hard Knocks. They, they, they will be <laughs> on Hard Knocks this year. The Houston Texans at number three. The New York Jets, four. New York Giants, five. If the draft was in New York back in the day, if you remember, GK, remember, like, I mean, that would have been fun to have those two teams picking in the top five. The Carolina Panthers, six. Giants back at it again. Number seven uh, from the Chicago Bears. Atlanta Falcons, eight. Seahawks, they got that pick from the Broncos, of course, for the Russell Wilson trade, nine. Jets at 10 from Seattle. So, you know, uh, of course the Rams don't have a pick. Of course the <laughs> Raiders uh, traded their pick for Devontae Adams. Uh, Adams. And the uh, Chargers, if you want to go local, they are the number 17 pick in the draft. So, you know, it should be a fun event. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is one of those drafts where, listen, if you have two picks in the top seven, then now would you want to flip it? You know, because you, you can kind of combine um, – you know, picks and move up. I, I don't know who's, is there a consensus number one? I'm trying to think of like, what is the uh, mock draft looking at? But, you know, I, I know you're more focused on the final four and the I, NBA I am. draft. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, NFL is coming secondary until, um, what what is it, April 2nd, 3rd or whatever. Like yeah. af after April 3rd, I'm like, I will pay more attention to the NFL. At this current moment in time, I am very Duke-centric right yeah. now. So, um, but, you know, I, I really just hope that the Giants don't, make the same mistake that they made last season. That's all I'm yeah. asking for. And and again, an offensive line. That would be nice. That would be the cherry on top of that draft. So if you can focus on that, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm even okay with um, Daniel Jones being um, up front and center as long as you protect him. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's so much that an offensive line can do and make your quarterback look so great that I just, I that's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I've asked for for like the past 15 years. So I'm going to stop going on this. I'm... I'm going to die on this this hill that I keep going on, on <laughs> about wanting an offensive line. Now, no, I, I think it's just falling on deaf ears, obviously, because it's been over a decade that I've been yeah. asking for this. So well, uh, we'll see what they do. And we talked about this with Rod, and I just experienced this past weekend being in, in Vegas. You know, but, but Las Vegas as a sports town, I mean, it, it, it's such an amazing sports town right now. But what you have is the influx of people from around the country. I mean, having the draft in Vegas is going to be incredible because people from around the country generally don't need much of an excuse to come to Vegas. And the great thing about the draft, it's not a Vegas Raiders versus Chiefs game. I mean, this is all 32 teams are, are, are a part of this. And if you can make a weekend from it, uh, you know, and the, the cool uh, thing about the event being free and open to the public is... It's not like you're just going to get people who got a ticket to the draft. There, there's effectively no ticket to the draft because they'll, uh, they'll, they'll announce picks on the Strip. They'll announce picks at Caesars. They'll, they'll announce picks at the Bellagio Fountain. They'll announce picks 
wherever. So there's really no set location. It's not like, you know, you need a road 20, uh, you know, ticket. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Vegas is now, I think the next up in terms of professional teams for Las Vegas is a major league soccer franchise, which I think is going to be a, a, a fantastic addition to the sports scene. Um, yeah, G.A. was just there for or, for a week do you already miss it? Are, are, you, are you prepared to I'm go? I'm not going to lie to you. I would totally be down to go and do a, a, a Rosh Markazi <laughs> show trip to yeah. go to the NFL draft. I've never been to an NFL draft so I th- or even like near an NFL draft. So yeah. I think that that would be fun. And I mean, any excuse to go to Vegas. Let's get real. Exactly. I, 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 I love Vegas, so I don't care. I would totally go. Yeah. yeah I'm definitely down to go. Okay. So, and we talked about this in the first segment, but I want to bring it up again you know according to circus sports duke is now favored and i never thought yeah. i would say this uh, i don't think you did i mean you were high on the team but i and you had no you said this was a maybe a sweet 16 team uh they are currently the favorites to win the national championship followed by kansas so we are favored to get a duke kansas final um Man, I'm just trying to picture like you watching that game. Coach K's final game. If they win, if his final game is in the national championship game at the Superdome in New Orleans, you can't script it better than this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure CBS is salivating right, right now because like, I, dude, I am, you know, uh, four blue blood teams. No, like, right. You can't, you can't write the, you know, uh, what is that? Fact is better than fiction, yeah. right? You can't write this stuff. So, no, I love it. I, lo- I love the fact that they're, um, they're playing for a national title. I love the fact that it's the first, I, and I can't believe that this is the first time, this is the first time that North Carolina and Duke are playing one another in a Final Four. Really? The first time that when they've ever done. you talk about how, like, often that they're both in, you would have thought they would have crossed paths once. But yeah, no, no never. And in, uh, in all, um, in all of their history. So this will be really interesting. And I'm, I'm sure that the, the ratings are going to be through the oh, roof for be this, nuts. because if you look at just regular season, this was the highest watched game the, in regular season. The, the Duke Cameron North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only Cameron indoor, but also, you know, in Chapel Hill played, as okay. well. So both, both, um, both of those were really, really high um, in the ratings. And then now you're going to have them in the final four, which isn't even a great, even great. Yeah. Sorry, my mic keeps going out. Um, e- even a uh, grander stage. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I really, really hope. Uh, God, I hope they win. Um, they yeah, are yeah. favored. They're favored at four and a half. Last I checked, I don't know what the line is at right now, but they. Um, I'm sure it's going to go up and down some mo- as some money's going mm-hmm. to get pushed on there. But um, last I checked, they were favored at four and a half. They were also favored in the last game as well, but only by four points. Duke was, right? Duke was, Duke was versus yeah. Arkansas, yeah. yeah. And then they obviously creamed Arkansas, so it didn't matter. Yeah, so that, six, this Duke was, was sort of like, you know, a lot of the storybook finishes when you talk about Miami, Florida, whether you talk about St. Peter's, it was like, okay, we've we've had some fun here. Let's now get to the Blue Bloods, as you mentioned. Let's now get to the best, um, you know, teams in the country. Um I don't know if you saw it on my social. I've become good friends with Tyler Hansborough, Psycho T. <laughs> <laughs> we'll made, forgive you. It's okay. <laughs> He's got a podcast, so we might have to have him on the show. We'll see how Jihei reacts to having Psycho T, Tyler Hansberg on the show. I might have to call in sick that day, guys. <laughs> I had no idea how it was going to go, but with Bovada, we've been doing a, a few of these during the course of March Madness, and we connected on Friday was it Friday? Yes. Well, I think no, it was Thursday and then Friday. And uh, he's obviously very excited. He was at those regional games. I think he'll be at the final four. So maybe I'll catch up with him in New Orleans. Gee, if 
well, regardless of who's in the championship game, I will be in New Orleans. So hopefully Coach K is there, you know, and hopefully it's it's a I will be pulling for Coach K and Duke. How about that, G. Hey? Okay, I, li- I like that. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you, your new buddy Tyler Hansborough is going to like that, but I, he's I like. not. He was actually obviously rooting for them to lose and uh, not make it there. But no, listen, the rivalry is real, guys. The rivalry is real. This tournament has been fantastic so far, but I do think at the end of the day, you want to see the best play, the best, and the way North Carolina finished out their season, the way Duke did. Uh, excited, we're going to get that in the final four, and it really would be a storybook ending if Coach K can win a title on his way out. All right, that's all the time we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is arash markaz he's saying stay safe and stay healthy this is the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.